previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Sure, being on the show is great and, and talking to Tony, but talking to him and not, I mean, not that I have a book to promote, but like, hey, let's talk about why we have eclipses. Let's talk about why comets are exciting. Let's talk about the excitement behind James Webb Space Telescope and get other people excited and engaged about it. And okay. I think for him, hearing that excitement and trying to get other people on board the science bus is what's most gratifying. And let's talk about why Uranus jokes are so funny. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Littles. Roxy. Chuck. You've heard of five mediocre minutes. Sure have. Well, why don't we start with 30 subpar seconds today? Ooh. Hi, Choxy. It's episode 178. Instead of getting five mediocre minutes, you're getting 30 subpar seconds. So I got these dad jokes as a birthday gift from somebody at work. I thought I'd share one with you. You know, maybe we can make this a, uh, you know, a quarterly segment. So why do fish live in salt water? Because pepper would make them sneeze. Talk to you later. Roxy, (laughs) it's not that funny. Come on. All right. Well, you got Roxy. get it, salt, pepper. Oh, I get it, Roxy. Now, this inspired me. Salt water, pepper water. What's the name of the Instagram page? Logan Lyle. Logan Lyle. I mean, I'm not, I don't think he copied that or anything. I actually was thinking of doing something like this. Now, Brandon <laughs> might have inspired us because we need a new contest. Now, I mean, we Ooh, have March Madness best, coming up. Best dad best joke. Best dad joke, but people <gasps> could just go steal them. Wait, I them. love that. Yeah, it doesn't people, matter. But people could just like go and copy. I want like original okay, dad well, jokes. I've heard it before, then maybe it doesn't count. But honestly, <laughs> I love all of the dad jokes. Oh, out I know. There, so, <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, we'll think it over. But if you want to send us in your dad jokes, welcome to the Loyal Little Podcast. Did we yeah. say that? We didn't say that, did we? We just started with those thirty subpar no, we seconds. Said welcome. We did our intro. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Well, let's do get this right out of the way too. Clean up on aisle, Chuck. I have no idea who this is. Too. Hopefully, you listen to our podcast. I got a message from somebody. It was either a text message, a Facebook messenger message. It could have been on Instagram. It could have been on Twitter. I have no idea, and I can't find it. It was about asking me to join in their fantasy National League-only baseball league. Oh. I have no idea who that was, and I know I don't think I replied, and I can't find the Uh message now. So my apologies that I never got back to you, but I swear I have no idea who it was, and I can't find it. I get inundated with all these messages. This is what happens when we have so many different platforms and and so many different ways that people can contact us that it gets tricky, It gets really tricky for Chuck here. I feel for you. I know, and so here's the thing. I'm just going to lay it out here now. I don't think I'm the best person for that. First of all, I'm an American League guy. Maybe I'm being set up. Maybe they want me because they know I'm an American League guy. I know nothing really about the National League until the playoffs. Maybe. I've just done fantasy baseball in the past, and it was a nightmare. So mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to be on board with that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the invitation. I really appreciate it. But I don't think I'm probably the best fit for that. Okay. Because, I mean, first of all, just baseball in general, fantasy, was really hard. I, and I hated it. Yeah. Um, I remember then, you saying that. Yeah. So football, I can, you know, it's once a week. I can mm-hmm. kind of get down Baseball's with that. Baseball's every day. Now, it's I don't non-stop. know what this league is about. Maybe it's just a once a week thing, and the pitchers aren't really. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. I feel horrible. I never got back to these Whoever people. Whoever you are, Chuck is sorry. Yeah. So anyway, last guest, Noah. I mean, that was fantastic. We got such great feedback on it. We yeah. got some voice memos. We've got, we got a lot of stuff. Let's just get right into it. Chuck and Roxy really enjoyed Noah Petro, number 208, and felt a real kinship with him. Lots of similarities. Well, except the whole him being a planetary geologist and all that. 
<laughs> Seth Shaner, number 207. <laughs> I love that the one right before is getting in on this. Yep, I love yep. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's for you, Roxy. It says, Roxy, of course, a sweet, kind, sentimental, caring person like you would be bummed that Pluto can no longer be a planet. But what do we do with the other four objects we have since found that are very similar to Pluto and rotate in the same orbit? They can't all be co-planets, can they? Don't be too sad, though. When we thought Pluto was the ninth planet, we also thought it was just a dull, boring chunk of junk. After the flyby, we now know it is an exciting body with enough unfrozen liquid in its core to spurt out in volcanoes. At least it's got that going for it. That's very true. P.S. Do you get the Science Channel? Do we get the Science Channel? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to look. If so, see if you can find an episode of How the Universe Works entitled Dwarf Planets. It explains a lot about the six we know about five of which, including Pluto and its moon, orbit the sun in the Cooper belt, I think it's how it said, out beyond Neptune. It includes a nice explanation of why they don't qualify as planets. There is another episode, Uranus and Neptune, Rise of the Ice Giants, you'd find interesting. <laughs> how the Universe Works is my bachelor. It's the only reality TV I watch. Their graphics are spectacular. Ed Butt, 51, wish that was my age. Aw, yeah, I bet those graphics are way better than the graphics on The Bachelor. Well, I don't know. What what are those s- sweet nights they go on and stuff? I mean, oh, fantasy sweet. Fantasy sweet. You sweets? don't see anything, <laughs> but it's just, it's so silly. It's very silly. All right, now we have a couple more things about Noah's interview, right? Yes, we heard from Lee Gordon, episode 80, and he says, Dr. Tyson gets too much of the blame for Pluto being demoted from full-fledged planet to dwarf planet, mainly because he is probably the most visible proponent of the demotion. The guy who is more responsible is Professor Mike Brown from Caltech, but he and a colleague later discovered a new ninth planet to replace it. The only problem is it's about 100 times farther from Earth than Pluto, and nobody knows exactly where it is or what it looks like. Well, so then what's the point? I have no. This is way out of my league. I I can't even comment on this. So I'm just reading emails now. I mean, the, if they don't know where it is or what it looks like, how do they know it's there? I mean, I guess there are ways. I don't know. We got a voice memo. Maybe that'll explain. Okay. It. Hold on. Hey there, cool Aunt Claire here. Loved the episode with Noah Petro. I know less than Mr. Tony does about the universe, so I was pretty flabbergasted when Noah said, and I quote. I'm a big 10-planet guy. I thought, 10 planets? What? So I fired up the Google machine, and it turns out that there is a dwarf planet known as Eris, E-R-I-S, which was discovered in 2005. It was initially thought to perhaps be our solar system's 10th planet and may even be larger than Pluto. Uh, And then, you know, demotion, yada, 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 dwarf planets, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this was all news to me. As far as I knew, I hadn't heard of it before. But then again, uh, it's only been 18 years. Maybe I just wasn't paying much attention. Okay, Roxy, this is way above my pay grade. I mean, I think I knew that. I, I know my dad talked about it. Oh, that's I, right. Your I'm dad's sure. into that stuff. Yeah. He, he, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot we got him a telescope one year, right? Or we something did. like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I just, I wow, that's amazing. So thank you, Noah. Information for life. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like I said, when I was doing the interview, I was like, 
fascinating. And I felt like I was generating Tony there because I've heard him say the same thing to uh-huh. him when he's on the big show. Sure. And it truly was. I mean, I was just sitting there like, wow, this is like I know. Space is incredible. Amazing. Yeah. So. All right. Then, Roxy, let's get to some of our other little things right before our Meet the Littles guest. We put it to the Littles. Okay. We had a little match game thing we going did. on. Mm-hmm. And the, the one was no skin off my blank. And we got quite a few responses. Now, my favorite thing is that some are like, well, this is the right answer. And then some, but we, <laughs> we get all these different answers. That's uh-huh. always fun. Uh-huh. But we heard from Tim Cree, episode 107. He says, no skin off my back and by the skin of my teeth. Okay. Now, maybe we should have started with us. Okay. Because we admittedly last time, we had two different sayings. We did. And I wasn't exactly sure... I thought mine was correct, of course, because that's the one I always say, right? But then when I heard yours, I was like, wait a minute, I don't think mine's right. Because I've never done, I thought mine, I always said, no skin off my back. Yeah. But did I say no skin off my teeth? I think so. I think by the skin of my teeth is more accurate, but... Well, th- what's accurate? That's the thing. Do our teeth have skin? That exactly. No well, sense. let's get into that. Okay. okay. But just for full disclosure, I just Googled it. I figure that's the safest thing to do nowadays, right? I mean, except is when it? you're when you're looking for pronunciations, apparently. <laughs> um, but the Google, it came when I just put no skin off my and then hit search. Uh huh. It came in this order: back, nose, teeth. Interesting. Now, it's not saying one's right, one's wrong, or one's mm-hmm. whatever. It's mm-hmm. just that's what came out. I'm just mm-hmm. letting you know. Now, maybe on an Android, it would be different. Or on my laptop, it would be different. I, maybe it depends on which search engine you use. Okay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then we heard from Tony Beast in episode nine. Hey, Chuck and Roxy, his is by the skin of my teeth. I don't think I've heard it said in a long time. But it was a thing back in the day. Then he wrote, no skin off my nose. I used to also hear this a lot as a kid. I don't know. I guess it means that you weren't hurt. So I guess it's like when I would fall down as a kid and scrape my nose, that was an injury. But if nothing happened, then it is literally no skin off my nose. <laughs> I don't know. I love that that, like the nose is the thing that gets injured or not. Right. I don't know. Then it says, P.S. Casablanca might be my favorite movie of all time. Have I sent you letters of transit? Oh. I sent some to Nigel and he loved them. And of course you did. You did way back. Way back as a wedding present. Yeah. I have to read this real quick. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Chuck and Roxy, perhaps the most unique and unusual wedding gift you will receive is Letters of Transit from the classic film Casablanca. If you were not aware, Casablanca had originally been written for the stage, but had been upgraded. Now, if it should ever be adopted for Broadway, and hey, wouldn't that be great? You have possession of a prop letter of transit available for use. Your friend, Tony Beeson. That's right. I mean, this was great. I, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Tony. We didn't remember, I mean, because that was two years ago, but are you impressed that we have still have the letter? We do. We still and have the, the letters letter of transit, transit and the letter you wrote to us for yep. our wedding. So yeah. I thought that would be it was really cool. semi-impressive. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we uh, had more from Lee Gordon on this too. He said, as for the match game question, the correct phases are by the skin of our teeth. Not sure where that comes from since teeth don't have skin right? and no skin off my ass. Or as they say in Houston, no skin off my Astros. Ha, ha, ha. I see what you did there. Okay, but wait. The skin on the teeth thing. The only place we have skin well, is the uh, gums. Okay, all right, all right. And wait, our wait, wait, teeth wait. go in there. Well, keep going. The roots of the No teeth. one brought this up. I'm excited okay. for this. Okay. All right. We heard from Jeff Turner, episode 43. He says, no skin off my nose since you said be good, otherwise arse. <laughs> arse. Arse. Right. Okay. So that's fine. 
and these are all great. But the one thing I wanted to bring to everyone's attention is I'm wondering if it has something to do with, no one brought this up, but I remember this. In ninth grade, my English teacher played this for us. It was a, a video of The Skin of Our Teeth. It's a play by Thornton Wilder. Oh. Okay, it won the Pulitzer Prize in drama in 1942. And Roxy, it premiered at the Schubert Theater in New Haven. Oh. So I'm wondering if, I don't remember inside the show itself what, I'll have to go back and watch. I loved it. I remember watching mm-hmm. that over and over again. Is it um, something like the bee's knees? It was a phrase that people said and skin of our teeth meant something different. I think in like, the play's context, it does. Oh, that's the bee's knees, like in the 1920s. I just remember <laughs> something about by the skin of our teeth. I, I'll have yeah, to go back. And, uh-huh. and So anyway. All right. And then uh, before we get out of here, a tiny little suggestion from Tony Beeson, episode nine. Uh, he said, hey, Chuck and Roxy, are you familiar with the pizza show? It's on a network in my cable system called Vice. Now, we found it. We did. And it was on Pluto TV. Yes. So if you have either one of those, I'm sure you can find it. Just search for it. He says, anyway, I just happened to channel surf my way to the show, and lo and behold, they were covering cold cheese pizza. Now, I Tino's. did some... Well, we did some homework on this. Mm-hmm. It's, if you want to go to that episode specifically, it's season one, episode five. I've never felt more vindicated in my life, Roxy, <laughs> because when we first brought this up on our show, I feel like people thought I was insane. Yeah. Like... People were like, this is the most dumb thing I've ever heard. This whole, it's not the whole episode. It's a little clip in the beginning. And then they go and visit multiple different places. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they were talking about grandma pizza. I'd never heard of that. I'd never heard of that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, then they also brought up pizza cupcakes. Can I interest you in some pizza cupcakes? I mean, I'd do that. I've never had them. So I'm going to have to check that out. But then at the end, they do a whole thing on Intino's. Yeah. At the place in Oneonta. It was was so freaking cool. I felt vindicated, not because I thought people thought I was crazy, but just it was it was a trip down memory lane. Yeah. It really was. And, and to uh, have a place like that be broadcast on a yeah, on a show. Yeah, I mean it's on Pluto TV. Let's not get yeah, carried but away. But still, it's I out will there say, in, the, in the universe. I will say this though: Did it not make us want to have pizza? Oh, I wanted pizza. Holy crap! So that whole show. Bad. We were we were close. We ended up with pasta. Yeah, but we almost just said screw it and ordered a pizza because this show it's all about pizza. Obviously, it, it's called uh, the Pizza Show, and I mean I'd say it's worth it. It all looked so good. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to reach my hand through the screen and eat some pizza. Okay, and now real quick before we get out of here, I have a couple quick shout outs. And one I'm a little, I don't know how to, I, what's up with the XFL? Why do so many people hate the XFL? I'm not saying it's the NFL, and we don't talk sports on this <laughs> podcast. But, I mean, from the shows over the weekend and then yesterday on PTI, and you know, mm-hmm. I mean, Wilbon just went off. Not, not that we care what Wilbon says. I mean, we do a little bit, but I'm just surprised. That's all. That it, And I'm surprised that the stands weren't more full. I get that it's not the NFL, but, I mean, it, it must be an affordable ticket and everything. And it wasn't. I didn't think it was horrible. I watched quite a bit of it. I didn't watch a full game or anything. No, right. But I'm just right in about that, Littles. What's so bad about the XFL? But it is professional football, right? I guess. I mean, it's or not the NFL, but I mean, these there were some like, good plays and good catches and yeah. good hits. And I mean, it was good. Well, and the rules are different, it, which. Yeah, which were kind of cool. And t- Mr. Tony went into that on the podcast yesterday and on PTI. I guess. And some I like. Some of them I thought were really cool. And I mean,. I don't know. I just think it's worth giving it a check out. I'm not saying it's going to be the NFL or anything like that. But Mm. I mean, it was a hell of a lot better than that NBA stuff that was on that I will get on board with. (laughs) I know there was golf on. There was a lot to do, but I don't know. I just I feel like everyone's putting it down, I guess, is my point. But anyway, I don't know. Then real quick, shout out to the new comedy called Not Dead Yet. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. Now, I got no help with this. I posted this on Twitter. Roxy, everyone knows they love Roxy. They don't like Chuck. I mean, I got no no help support whatsoever. You get help and support all the time. People write in their emails and do this. Holy crap. Okay, but it's for you, Roxy. Let's be honest. (laughs) But holy crap. I mean, I almost lost it. I had to videotape it, send it to you because you were away for the weekend. Yeah. They had a little segment and they had a little scene. And she literally goes, "Uh, first of all, blah, 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 blah. And B, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, she goes one, blah, 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 B, blah, blah, blah. Now, everyone knows I'd rather go A, too, but I'll take it. I'll take it. I felt like, holy crap. I thought it was the funniest thing I ever said. No one in the writing department thought that that was odd? Nope. The actress didn't think that was odd? Nope. I mean, I guess you're going to say whatever the lines are, but. That's right. I mean, it's just odd. I didn't write the script, I swear, Roxy. It sounded off. It just sounded like disconnected. I thought it sounded excellent. It was a disconnected moment. And I think if they went with a consistency there, then it wouldn't have nope. sounded I felt like it was an over under moment for me. I really did. <laughs> I really felt like that or a sure. crunchy, smooth moment for uh-huh. me. But anyway, so shout out. I'm not saying the show's great. It's only two oh, episodes it in cute. it. You liked it more than I did, I, yeah, honestly. I, so. I don't know anymore because of this, but it was <laughs> it was cute. Anyway. All right. Let's get to our meet the little. I, I Should I say our neighbor? Yes. Let's meet our neighbor, shall we? We'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. Hi, this is Bob Sproul from Pittsburgh, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network, your best bet in podcast entertainment. in this episode by a band called Johnny Unconscious and the Knockouts. How great is that name? Johnny Unconscious and the Knockouts. And this song is called Scavengers and it's featuring Atara. Now if you like what you hear, you can find all their stuff all over the place. Bandcamp, iTunes, even over at Amazon Music. Just search Johnny Unconscious and the Knockouts. But Johnny says if you really want to connect with them, just head on over to YouTube and give them a follow over there. Just search Johnny Unconscious and the Knockouts. And as always, we'll play the full song, Scavengers, at the end of the podcast. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy. Chuck. A neighbor. Yeah. Sort of. Another one. Someone will probably never go visit. Maybe but once a year. Maybe, maybe. We'll <laughs> see. Please welcome to the podcast, Ashton Wingate. Hey, Ashton, how's it going? Uh, it's going very well. So nice to meet you all. Happy to be here. Very nice to meet you. Now, I guess I should have said all the way from Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn's in yes. the house, Littles. Brooklyn is in the house. Again, yes, this is great. From sad, the far though. reaches of Brooklyn. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, sad news for you is I've already gone to Brooklyn my one time of the year, so I'm done for the year. So. <laughs> I totally get it. It's a it's a long distance relationship. It is. You know? you know, if I well, no, I don't want to hijack his whole podcast interview here, but I did go to meet Cool Aunt Claire for that podcast premiere mm-hmm. and it literally took almost an hour. 
it was ridiculous. And the trains, it's just a nightmare. It's but one of those places, I think, once you're there, it's, it's awesome. Great. Oh, absolutely. And I you're like, wow, maybe I could live here. But then you have to take the commute back. Right. And you're like, oh, I hate it. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> terrible. All right, Ashton, prove us wrong. Tell us all about yourself, where you grew up, things like that. Sure, sure. Well, I'm originally from Charlotte, North Carolina. And so I grew up there, born and raised, and then went to school in Raleigh, North Carolina, NC State University, mm-hmm. uh, state school. So have that in common with uh, Mr. Tony. And then after I graduated, I went to Washington, D.C., where I lived and worked for probably about eight or nine years. And then I went to grad school and got a job up here in New York City and have been here since, I would say, probably December of 2018. Oh, wow. Uh, So I've kind of just hopped up the East Coast. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Now, go back. What was your major? Well, my major in undergrad was communications, Okay. um, which is very nondescript. (laughs) Uh, And so hence why I went back to grad school, to get my master's in library and information science. Wow. Oh, cool. I might need to buy a vowel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> library and information science. Yes. Basically, for a little while, I was a librarian. Now I am an archivist. And basically what we do is we ensure that all the good people out there have access to information and are able to sort of tap in to whatever it is they'd like to know, whether it be historical, whether it be current information. I always like to say, I don't know everything, but I know where to find it. Right. That's cool. That's, That's a good really way to put cool. it. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to ask the question. I'm just going to go there. Does anybody still use a car catalog that you it know It depends of? on what library you might go to. In some more rural areas, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> probably. But no, most of that is digitized at this right. point. But the Dewey Decimal System, which I do get a, a lot of questions about, is still very active and useful. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Yeah, I always wondered, is it like the one blockbuster that's still out there in the world? Right. Exactly. Is there one library out there that still uses just a card catalog? Mm -hmm. All right. Just have to ask because I was just there. Do you ever get back to Charlotte? I do. I mean, not as much as I'd like to, just for kind of holidays and things like that. You know, Mm -hmm. when you grow up in a place that's sort of a small town, when you're young, you want to get out of there. You want to just go somewhere Mm -hmm. different and have a different experience. But like every time I come back, Charlotte is just such a beautiful city and it's like, growing and changing in so many great ways. Right. And I've got a ton of friends back there as well. So I do get back, but I hope to get back there much more frequently moving forward. Yeah. Now my one minor regret, and I say minor just because it was totally for podcast related reasons, but I walked by the NASCAR Hall of Fame a couple times and I was like, I really should go to that. And I just didn't, I ran out of time. I didn't get to go. (laughs) Have you been there? I have not been to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I've been to Charlotte Motor Speedway. It's like a really weird... (laughs) Now we're really getting deep into it. So I was an intern at Bank of America as a computer programmer in high school. Super nerdy. But anyway, at like sort of our graduation ceremony or the end of this internship program, we had like this big banquet dinner at Charlotte Motor Motor Speedway. And the only thing I remember about it was there was no air conditioning. And it was Charlotte in the middle of the summer. So it's very hot and uncomfortable. But I'm sure the facilities have been updated and it's a wonderful place. Yeah. Chuck would not like that. Yeah, no, no, no. I've been to Charlotte in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. But for like a week. Yeah. And that's it. You know, and then we move I'm on. Sure, I'm sure you sell more beer that way. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. So then, but you said you got a job in D.C. for a while. Now, did you really want to leave D.C.? Were you ready to move on and then come up to New York? Or it was just the job that brought you here, right? Um, I would say I, I was definitely ready to leave. Like, I'd been there for like eight, nine years. I'd kind of seen it all done it all. And I was kind of just burnt out sort of on like I was, you know, the communications and marketing 
profession in D.C. is kind of taxing because it's, it's a lot of working with nonprofits, government organizations, that whole thing, the whole politics thing, <laughs> which now looking back on it was, I guess, much more easy to deal with than it is today, uh-huh. I guess we would say. Yeah. But even then it was a little bit exhausting. And so I was just kind of ready for something different. But I can't say that my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, didn't play a big part in that. She's a real New Yorker, uh, has been here since her undergraduate program in like 2007. So she's tried and true and she's never leaving. So if I was going to be with her, I was going to have to move to New York. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. And do you like New York? I love it. I've always been to be fair, he's in Brooklyn, not New York. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Let's, yeah. Let's be, let's be clear. Um, But no, I've I've always wanted to live here. Like I'm a big hip hop head and like, but for a long time, the only things I knew about New York is what I heard through rap songs. And so to like, finally live here and like see the street names and see like some of the locations and spots that were mentioned in all these songs I've been listening to my whole life is super cool. Yeah. That's and to be awesome. fair, Littles, I've always, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast though, Roxy, I've always said, I think we now, now that I've met you and mm-hmm. I feel like I always thought I should live in Brooklyn. If I was going to live here, it's my type of vibe. It's my type of town. Yeah. That kind of thing. It's yeah. just Broadway's in Manhattan and right. that's, you know, the commute just ugh, for me. Right. But anyway, no, I think Brooklyn's great and I love Coney Island. Oh, I yeah. I love going out there over the summertime. And then the Dumbo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is like right over. Well, I've got dual citizenship. So I work in, in lower <laughs> Manhattan. Okay. So I'm there during the week and mm-hmm. then I come home to Brooklyn. So, so I got the if, best of both worlds. Okay, yeah. good. But if someone calls, I used to date someone. She was a snob. Um, <laughs> and she would call you all tunnel dwellers. Have you heard that term? Oh. I have not heard that term. Sounds mean-spirited. It is very mean. It's total snobby. It's total snobby. <laughs> like, oh, the tunnel dwellers that come into Manhattan. Anyway, I think if screw I, them. If I had a job in lower Manhattan, Brooklyn would make yeah, a ton right. of sense. Right. But Midtown, the Broadway area, Upper West Side well, area, we where Central I Park normally and, yeah. have to be, it makes a little less sense. To me, right. Queens makes a little more sense if you're not going to live in Manhattan if this is the area but do you you're realize in. the apartment we but could have i know but if we move to brooklyn <laughs> we can have this See, gorgeous now you place. sound like you sound like me talking about charlotte because yeah yeah for the, for the price that we're paying we could oh. we could own a, a mansion yeah. eight bedroom mansion in charlotte oh, absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> we all talk right. about that all the time <laughs> all the time <laughs> uh all right well let's now get into your fandom this might be interesting because you're from the south and Charlotte, yeah. but I also know probably back then Charlotte didn't have a football. Maybe I don't know. Let's. What's your favorite sport? What's your favorite team? Stuff like that. Okay, favorite sports: basketball. And now it's going to get really weird. It's my favorite team is the Portland Trailblazers. So, no, <laughs> yeah, fair, clear across the country. But yes, the Carolina Panthers came to Charlotte. I want to say nineteen ninety six ish, ninety seven ish. And so I'm a Panthers fan, but I'm more of a Raiders fan. So I like the Blazers and the Raiders. Okay. I kind of like teams with a little fight to them. Mm -hmm. And so I fell in love with the Blazers around 98, 99, 2000. The Hornets had left Charlotte. There was Mm -hmm. an individual by the name of George Shin back when they didn't vet or check the background of any owner or a governor of an NBA team. He was into all sorts of stuff, had to sell the team. And you may or may not know, a new team came called the Bobcats. Mm -hmm. They were absolutely terrible. Yep. They continue to kind of languish at the bottom of the Eastern Conference now that they've changed the name and gotten it back to the Hornets. So it's it's a nice bit of nostalgia. But anyway. The original um, team moved to New Orleans, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's right. And so Blazers at that time were really good. They had uh, Rasheed Wallace, who was a graduate of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, Mm -hmm. which was like 
the school growing right. up in Charlotte, North Carolina. Everybody who was cool rooted for UNC. Everybody who was not cool rooted for Duke. Um, right. Sorry, Liz. <laughs> I totally can get on board I agree with that. With that. Yep. <laughs> so I was a big Rasheed Wallace fan, big fan of a lot of, of their other players. So kind of adopted that as my team and sort of similar with the Raiders as well. Like they were just, they were good. They were tough. They were a little bit rebellious. So I was like, let me adopt them as well. So big Blazers and Raiders fan, long suffering, I should say, yeah. to this day. So I'm I'm not a bandwagon by any uh, shape or form. Gotcha. Okay. And no baseball, huh? Is that because you grew up in the not town with no baseball? Not a big baseball fan. I remember very vividly listening to the 1993 World Series where the Braves won. Okay. Uh, might be 93 or 94. So if I had to choose a baseball team, it would be the Braves. I unfortunately have lived through many years of Washington Nationals baseball and the Orchid and, you know, players leaving and now ownership selling and all that sort of stuff. So I'm glad that I'm not as closely attached as some other people. I've saved myself that heartbreak. Yeah. But in general, I'm not a huge baseball fan. I'm, it's sort of like Tony's attitude about soccer. You know, mm -hmm. I kind of just, I don't get the beautiful game. I don't get the nuances of baseball. I often say, if the game is so long that you have to stretch in the middle of it, it's not for me. <laughs> That's clever. It's clever. I don't like it, but it's clever. No, I'm just kidding. I'm on board with you with soccer. But That's good. I don't know. I just dig, I dig baseball. All right, cool. And now you live in Brooklyn, so now you have a great basket. Oh, wait, sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> Short-lived. So, speaking of Tony, let's get into that. How did you become a Little and Tony fandom and all that stuff? So earlier today, I was trying to, you know, knowing that I was going to be talking to you guys, I was trying to remember kind of what is my earliest memory. Like, can I really pinpoint it? I cannot. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I definitely go back to the ESPN radio days. Mm -hmm. I do remember the ESPN zone, although I've never seen or I have not seen kind of a show or any sort of thing with Tony at the ESPN zone. But I definitely remember kind of logging on to ESPN radio, listening to Tony and similar experience to most people having it get me through my work day and like laughing uncontrollably in my cubicle and wondering like who else is looking at me and wondering what the hell is going on and that sort of thing. Definitely like pre jingle pre like original music. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many changes in maturations with the podcast that have happened over the years that have been just so great to see kind of where it's come now and have been kind of on this ride with all the littles from back in those days. Right. And now you said you also, you did make it to Chatter, right? And you got to meet Tony? I did. Yeah. Made the pilgrimage to Chatter. Got to meet Tony. Like it was so cool to kind of obviously just meet him and talk to him. But I came up to him and I said, wow, you're sneaky tall. Cause I did not expect him to be <laughs> as tall as he was. Not that he's tall at all. Not that he's tall at all. And he looked at me and was like, are, are you insane? Like, you're tall. Like, I'm six foot four. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And he looked me up and down and guessed my height. And I was so amazed by it. But at the same point, it's like he's a sports writer. He's been, like, looking at sure. athletes his yeah. entire life. Yeah. Like, uh -huh. of course, he would be able to know just from glancing at someone how tall they were. But that was kind of my cool interaction with Tony. And I have some great pictures from that day and, and all that good stuff. So we, we miss Chatter. Great chili. Good people. Curious though, now, did you go alone or did your wife go with you? Were you married at the time? My, I was not married at the time. Oh. My girlfriend did go with me. Oh. She's very understanding of this obsession <laughs> that we have. Finds it intriguing and somewhat adorable, maybe. Oh. Um, so yeah, well, she does not like to listen to the show on road trips. We have family in Maryland, so it's about a four-hour drive uh -huh. from New York. And whenever I put on the show, she'll kind of put on her own headphones and listen to something on her iPad. But she understands that it's necessary for me to get through the drive. Did you tell her what you're doing right now? 
I did. She was very delighted. Oh, really? She didn't just roll her eyes and walk out of the room? <laughs> like Super supportive. Super supportive. All, you know, we're still in the honeymoon phase. We've only been married for a little over a year. Yeah. So who oh, knows? Wow. Yeah. A couple years from now, she's going to be like that damn show. Yeah, yeah. right. Yep. Well, listen, we're not sure if we're going to be there or not, but New York City will probably do another Summer of Littles this year. You'll yes. have to bring her. She'll have a great time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and Gotta we- go. As long as there's cocktails and, oh, absolutely. and wine available, yep. she'll be there. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Well, now this is interesting. You said you've been married just a little over a year. I think you're something like that. And yes. this is what we're going to call a tease, mm-hmm. Littles. Okay. Because he did fill out the form. Yes. Okay. Now he has something filled out on this form that I'm very interested in, especially because he lives in New York City or Brooklyn however you want to say it. This will be interesting. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Ross. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are lucky enough to have Ashton with us, or do I dare say Ace Jones? (laughs) You can say that. Yeah, for sure. No, that's um, a name that I came up with in college. I was really, really into college radio. So I went to NC State for undergrad, as I was saying. And Raleigh, North Carolina, is just an amazing music town. Yep. And the radio station, the college radio station at NC State University is kind of legendary just for like how it's over time kind of been sort of this bastion for like good music, underground music, you know, a lot of punk, rock bands, hip hop, like everything. And so my friend is a DJ and he lives here in New York and we met in college and he was like my bridge into getting into the radio station, 88.1 at NC State. And so I had to come up with like a DJ name, a radio personality and Ace Jones just kind of it's a great know, name. came out of nowhere. Yeah. And so I did three radio shows a week oh, for wow. like two and a half years. And if I, obviously you work very hard on this podcast, so you know, like for every hour that you're on air it's like two three hours off air just doing all the work just doing all the editing the admin like getting your guests like all that sort of stuff so i spent more time at the radio station working on radio stuff than i ever did in class i believe it so it was just like a passion of mine and something that i was super interested in and so that's where ace jones comes from my my radio name careful ace jones i might just let you take over the podcast here because uh (laughs) Now that because that wasn't on the forum, littles. Then just full disclosure, it was your uh, Skype handle. Uh-huh. That's what yes. I saw it. That's correct. And I just thought it was so funny. It's a great so, name. So spoiler alert: if you ever want to log into my bank account or anything <laughs> else, that's the password I use for it. So just go for it. Uh. You know, there's not much in there. You'll be very disappointed. Yeah, right. But feel free. <laughs> okay. Now, well, we teased it, so they've been waiting long enough. Now you did fill out the form, and there's one thing on here that I found very interesting. Eric Londrigan, I hope you're listening here. Okay. It says here you're a sneaker collector and you have nearly 80 pairs? That is correct. Both of those things are correct. Okay. Yeah, I've been testing my ability to squeeze shoeboxes into very tight spaces over the past few years. And I've managed to get 80 pairs in this apartment without totally pissing off my wife. Wow. Okay. Now, just to be clear, though, these are not 80 pair of running shoes, correct? They're all sorts of, I mean, they're all sneakers. Like, they're a couple of dress shoes. I have to go to work, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But most of them are sneakers, yes. But they're chucks, things like that, maybe? Um, They're all sorts of things. So I collect Adidas, New Balance, Asics, Saucony, basketball, running, everything under the sun. Okay. Uh, You know, my number one rule as a collector, if I'm any sort of authority, is just to buy what you love and to wear your shoes. You know, a lot of people 
there's like this sort of culture of like buying them to resell them for a higher price because they're like rare or because they go up in value, right. things like that. I say, buy what you love and wear your sneakers. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to, that was going to be my next question is now, do you wear all of these or are there some that are like first edition Michael Jordan specials or something? And No, I wear them all. I actually focus mostly on what I call the secondary market. So I buy used shoes, eBay or like Poshmark or Mercari places where people will go to kind of get rid of their stuff. And I think it's not only kind of taking the power back from these large corporations like Nike and Adidas and whatever who create like that artificial scarcity, if you will, and bringing it back to sort of like person to person. You know, you're doing a deal with like a real person who may live near you. It's cutting down a little bit on sort of the cardboard and paper waste and all that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of advantages to sort of buying used or upcycling or whatever you want to call it. All right. Now, but I, I have to keep diving in here now. So now sure. does your wife have a lot of shoes? I would say that in terms of a lot, <laughs> not as much as I have, but okay. a respectable amount. A respectable okay. amount. All okay. Right. Fair. See, okay, Chuck, most of my shoes are dance shoes. <laughs> what? I wasn't and I need them for I dancing. Wasn't judging. I wasn't, so I, I was can just, have some more sneakers. No, because that's <laughs> I, I think I being careful and choosing my words carefully here, but that's <laughs> the norm, right? You would have you have a lot more shoes than yeah, I do. Yeah, I have right. a lot more shoes than you do. Okay. Again, most of them are dance shoes, but yes, I have a lot more shoes than you do. Okay, so Ashton, do you collect anything else like that? No, shoes are really the That's only it. thing. Okay. Like I said, I'm an archivist, and so I'm into history. I'm into mm-hmm. just sort of like this, uh, the lineage, the lore, and so sneakers is what I've chosen to focus on in my non-professional life in terms of collecting and studying and, and that whole thing. Okay, so now I'm kind of intrigued and I'm kind of thinking this is pretty cool. Now, so what's your favorite pair? Do you have one? I do have one. So I have a custom pair of Air Max 1s. They, I love that he if, says that like we'll know what he's talking about. Go ahead. You're so. right, exactly. So these are the first running shoe that Nike released with the air bubble in them oh. that you can see uh-huh. through what uh-huh. we call the midsole. Yep. And so if you're familiar with Nike at all. Maybe Eric, you you might be familiar with this. They have a service, if you will, called Nike ID. So you can go and you can choose your own colors. You can choose whether you want leather or suede. You can choose all sorts of stuff. You can put your initials on them, all that sort of stuff. So I created my own special pair of Air Max Ones, and they're my favorite pair of shoes. Wow. So intriguing. Now, I think Eric collects chucks, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Well, so what happens if they're your favorite pair? Do you wear them the most? And then what happens if they get too worn out? Will you get a I, pair? I wouldn't say, yeah, I would not say that I wear them the most. I'm probably most judicious about kind of when and where I wear them. Obviously, like if it's raining or like if we're going to the beach, I'm probably not going to pull those out. Yeah. Right. But when and where I can, those are kind of top of the list in terms of what am I going to put on my feet today? But when you, you know, when you have 80 pair, you, they're sort of like cars. you got to take them out Yeah, the engine room. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. I love this. And now, it's such a creative, fun thing to do for yourself. And I, I apologize if this is stupid question. Are you a runner? I am not a runner. I should, <laughs> I, I should be doing some sort of physical exercise at some point during my day. I haven't really gotten there, but we're still striving towards that. You know, it's just February. You know, we still have time this year to get in the gym. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not judging. I was just curious as to if some of <laughs> no, these were like a... workout shoes, but they're more just collectible fashion I, type. 
Yeah, yeah. I do have a pair of workout shoes that are specifically just for the gym. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And so those haven't seen the light of day in a while, but yeah, we'll sure. break those out soon. Now you say you've gotten some used pair. Have you ever like tried to purchase someone's famous shoes? No, but the interesting thing is on eBay, sometimes what you'll see a lot is shoes that were issued to players. A lot of college shoes, uh-huh. uh, like college players' basketball shoes will be oh. sold. Like it's not necessarily NIL money, but you can uh. tell like, these were a pair that they got for free and they never wore and they put up on eBay to make a little bit of money. And then obviously you'll get some shoes that have been signed by somebody or something like that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, no, nobody's famous. No, like, I don't know. I'm a big like Seinfeld person. So like no John Voight. uh, Right. You know, car. (laughs) Right. Right. No, this is very intriguing. That's, and this is exactly why we do this podcast. Listen, Roxy. I love talking when, shoes. When so do we ever think we would have talked about 80 pairs of sneakers? This is you know, great. Shoes. Like, this is great. All right. Well, Ashton, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to meet the Littles. But as you know, you know what's coming because you listen to our podcast. Oh, yes. So let's get to it, Roxy. What do we got first? If you could have dinner with anyone from history, who would it be? Now, wait a minute. What? Now, I'm genuinely, because Roxy, you're always the, I, I was like, well, I'm not going to ask that question because I know Roxy's going to ask it. I'm going to save it. Go ahead. Answer that. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, This is sort of cheating or maybe kind of not the purpose of the question, but I never got to meet either of my grandfathers. Both of them died Uh. before I was born. So I'd love to have dinner with both of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. I literally thought he was going to say sneakers, like a certain (laughs) pair of sneakers. All right. So, Roxy, hello. I'm not saying you dropped the ball. I'm not saying that. But what's your favorite book? Oh, yeah. Yes, that's true. Uh, (laughs) Like he's a librarian. You always do that. All right. Go ahead. I would have to say the autobiography of Malcolm X. Uh, it's just, mm. it changed my life. Okay, going off of that, what's your favorite childhood book? Ooh, I always say this is so weird. There's a children's book, and maybe the littles out there can help. There's a children's book where there's like this young girl, and she's wearing a scarf. And the oh. whole time, like, people are trying to get her to take this scarf off. And then she finally takes it off, and her head falls off, or some, something like that. What? what? Like, okay, I used to not... love that. I used to love that book. I don't know what that book is called. I have no idea. But that is weirdly my favorite <laughs> childhood book. I thought, not Matilda. I was trying to think there was, I see a picture with the girl with the scarf, but that's, I don't think that's what this book was. <laughs> yeah, the scarf is like around her neck and weird. It's, for some reason, it's like keeping her head on. I don't know what it's about. That's so funny. We'll have to get to the bottom of All that. All right, littles, WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. Let us know. <laughs> yes. All right. If you were hosting Saturday Night Live, who would you like to introduce as your musical guest? Yes, I'm going to cheat a little bit again, and I'm going to say I would love to introduce my best friends, Cooley High, who are a hip-hop group that I met in college. We're all still best friends. Some of them still live in New York here, and it would be super cool to introduce them onto the Saturday Night Live stage. Now, how is that cheating? That's not well, cheating. it's not cheating at all, really. Oh, okay, because I mean, like, we've know, had... Not like, it's not like Pink Floyd or anybody. Oh, I see but, what you're know. saying. No, no, uh, we've had people yeah. say, besides me, right. you know, we've had yeah. that, and I mean, yeah, and look... <laughs> This sounds like it's a possibility because I've never heard of them. And that's basically what it is nowadays. I've never heard of anybody that's on Saturday Night Live as a musical guest. So I'm like, that's true. That could work, that's actually. Okay. But you know, that's a sign that we're getting old. So. Uh, yeah, I, you know, that's, just how, that's how that works. I'm aware. Yeah, but then they can get some more exposure and then people will know who they are. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. That's great. Well, speaking of music, what would you say is your favorite jingle? Ah, 
My favorite jingle, hands down, is Trots, Trots, Trots. Oh, yeah. That's the only <laughs> right answer to that question. I love it. I, it's definitely top five for sure. Yeah. I think. It's got to be. I it's have to there. say, but that was one of the best memories of Jingle Fest. Oh my our gosh. first ever Jingle Fest last summer. I was just thinking about and that. And we did a conga line to, to trots, 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 trots in the room. But it got stuck. It got stuck. The, yeah. the line got stuck. <laughs> we weren't leading. No. <laughs> but it was still. Sounds amazing. And then we really turned around and went the other way, and then we got stuck, stuck again. again. Yeah. <laughs> it was the great. The rules weren't so good on the conga line. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. But it was still a hell of it a good time. It was so good. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, we got to work on like some sort of Hall of Fame, some sort of Academy awards or grammys or whatever they get yeah. for jingles trots oh, trots yeah. trots is amazing right. nice uh, let's do one of the newer ones how do you like your french fry what's your best form of french fry that you like oh let me tell you there was a point in time at wendy's where you could get a sea salt fry Ooh. and i'm telling you one wendy's. of the best fries i've ever had in my life Ooh. really outside of that normally i'm always going to go waffle fry Yep. Anywhere you go, mm-hmm. pretty good. But the sea salt um, fry that you're referring but to. The sea salt fry at Wendy's, whatever point in time that was, that's the ideal. But that was just like a standard cut, right? Like a regular looking yes, fry? standard okay. cut fry. Yep. Nice. Yes. Gotcha. Nice. Okay. All right. What's the first major news story you remember as a child? Oh, wow. This is how um, we really find out how old you are. <laughs> Sneaky, right? <laughs> yeah. It's hard to nail down. I would have to say probably the whole Clinton Lewinsky mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the first time I remember like following a news story. Okay. Really? And I still like probably at that point didn't really know what was happening, what was going on. But yeah, like, sure. yeah, it just seems to stick out. Interesting. Okay. We have an updated question. Yes. Okay. What group of kids would you want to hang out with most? The kids from E.T., Goonies, Stand By Me, The Sandlot, Stranger Things, Bad News Bears or The Little Rascals? Is that enough to That's pick a from? Lot. I feel like he has to rank them one, two, three now. No, we yeah, had we got an email spanning. recently about it, so we had to update it. Spanning the generations. I got to go Sandlot. Thank yeah. you. Yep. All right. Sounds good. All right, Roxy, let's uh, end with some rapid fire. All right. Coke or Pepsi? Cherry Coke. Nice. Smooth or crunchy peanut butter? Smooth. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny? Never not funny. Excellent. Cups up or down in the cupboard? Ooh, cups up. Cups up. All right, cool. Oh, and this isn't really a rapid fire, but I forgot to ask. What's one special hidden talent you have that nobody else knows about? Oh, people that look like other people. I'm just going to give you a little sample. This is going to blow your mind. Sarah Paulson. Do you know who that person is? Yeah. Yeah. She's on American Horror Story. Looks exactly like Kristen Wiig. Just let it sit. Google it. (laughs) Wait for a minute, and then you can text me or email me later on or whatever, whatever. She's people getting, don't look like other people. It's my talent. She's getting the Google machine out as we speak. So you, you're good at matching like doppelgangers? Is that what they're called? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, one day, my hope is to come out with a coffee table book of people that look like other people. I mean, this could be the bury the lead moment. but Yeah, I, you're right. <laughs> Wow. See, this could be a whole new game on. I can't believe you're doing this to me. We're like way out of time. And now it's like now he's giving us this new game we could play. We're going to have to have him back on. Yes. You're going to have to come sit at Cool Aunt Claire's table. Yep. In and, person. And yes. then we'll play this game. Yes. All right. Sounds good. For sure. I'll bring the bagel sandwiches. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Ashton, thanks again for coming on. How can we get in touch with you? Is there anything we can plug for you? You had, you had a friend's band. You should plug that. And uh, how can we get in touch yes. with you if you want to be gotten in touch with? You can find me on, I guess, Instagram is probably the social media site that I'm most active on, AJ Wingate. And Cooley High is the band. Great group, good hip-hop music, 
K-O-O-L-E-Y-H-I-G-H, Cooley High. And then if you want to kind of be in this sneaker world with me and understand how I purchase these wonderful used sneakers that are awesome and how you can do the same and cut down on your waste and not give money to big sneaker companies anymore. Uh, you can follow Everybody Sneaks on Instagram. Everybody Sneaks. Oh, she's following right now, I can tell. Awesome. Well, thank you. All thank right. Thank you for that. Well, we really appreciate it. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Under. Easier to rip that way. Wow. Yes. Okay, I love this. Right, Roxy, you're a little too excited about I'm this. I'm very excited about this. Whoa. This Team is under. awesome. Easier Team to under. Un- now, is your wife as well? Yeah, I mean, I haven't received any pushback. Okay. Interesting. Amazing. Easier to tear. It Littles, is. what say you? Easier to tear. Because you got the goes, leverage. Yes, if it goes over, it's like you're the cat trying to you're tear. You're just pulling your hand on the top it's and rip it. More Oh, I don't want to put my hand on it. No. <laughs> no. Come on. Uh, all right. Fair enough. All right. I yeah. love this. All right. Wow. I'm just, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Team under. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate it, Ashton. Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. We really appreciate you. All right. All, right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. This is Mark Schaefer, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Ashton, our neighbor. Yes, well, howdy, neighbor. You be my neighbor. For coming on to meet the Littles, 80 pairs of sneakers. Don't get any ideas, Roxy. I have lots of ideas. Don't get any ideas, Roxy. 80 pairs. That's amazing. And then real quick, we since we did the interview, I did Google it. But Littles, give us more information about this, if you know, about this story, this kid's story he was talking about. I think I know what it is. Ashton, was it called The Girl with the Green Ribbon or Littles? Is that what this is called? I did a quick search because I was truly intrigued by this. It's not a scarf. I think it's a ribbon she wears around her neck. And if when she undoes the ribbon, the head falls on the floor. Okay. <laughs> now, no, seriously, apparently this is a kid's book, I guess. That's and so apparently, scary. I know, but apparently teachers used it around Halloween. They of would read it. They around, did. Right. So I don't know. Ashton, is that what you were talking about? Because I'm, I'm truly intrigued. And I don't know if any other Littles have come across it. Yeah. Have you, did you enjoy it or whatever? I mean, I didn't read the book. I didn't Google the book or anything. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what you might have been th- trying to think of. All right, Roxy, let's get to the emails, shall we? First, wanted to make sure I pointed this out. Ed Butt sent you something. Ed Butt, episode 51. We've seen it before, but it was the meme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said it was for Roxy. I love this the one. quote is, I wonder if tap dancers walk into a room Look at the floor and think, yeah, I'd tap that. I've done it. Uh, absolutely. Many She's times. <laughs> absolutely. All the time. All right, let's go. Bill Pitcher, episode 58. We haven't heard from Bill in a while. It says, a week behind on the pod, but loved hearing the mention of the Albany Firebirds. Touchdown, Eddie Brown. I forgot about him. That was He was huge. Huge in the Capital District area yeah. at that time. And then he said, winning their contest for high school journalists in 1993 was maybe the highlight of high school. I assume someone told you about the new arena team that only wins and wins and wins, as it should. The Albany Empire. It joined the AFL about five years ago and won an arena bowl. The league folded, but a new league started and got the rights to the same name. They won another title or two. I'd be curious if those games have the same energy as they did in our era. 
I'll be honest, I knew nothing about that. Wow. I knew the Albany Firebirds were no more. Mm-hmm. And I forget, I think they moved to a new, I don't, I always thought it was somewhere in Florida. I, I'm probably totally wrong on that. But I knew they moved. I did not know Albany had another team. I, want, I guess they must still play. Well, I knew it as Knickerbocker Arena. I think it's now the time, or it was. Then it moved to Pepsi Arena, Times Union Arena. I don't even know what it's called anymore. <laughs> All right, what's next? All right, we heard from Kristen LeBlanc, episode 176. First date movie with wife number one was Cruel Intentions, very fitting. First date with wife number two was Dan in real life. First date with current girlfriend was Puss in Boots. My new girlfriend watched me in horror pouring in my milk before putting in the cereal, mouth open, eyebrows scrunched, awkward silence. Why the (laughs) bleep are you doing that? I had to explain where I got that from and that... It keeps the cereal crunchier. Information for life. Does this mean he's going to blame us when this one doesn't work out? <laughs> you can't blame me for this, man. I know. That's supposed to be for seconds only. Yeah. That's when I do it. You know what? Seconds only. Yeah. The initial time I eat the cereal, it's cereal, then the milk. Right. For sure. Right. All right. Then we got to this whole rhyming with purple and orange thing, the Gatorade and all that stuff. Lee Gordon, episode 80, he said, Chuck and Roxy, the information you had about there being another color besides orange that doesn't have the perfect rhyme was only half right. There are two. Besides purple, there is also no perfect rhyme for silver. Silver. Yeah. I tried it. I couldn't find anything. I mean, liver doesn't work. Silver. Oh, right. You got that. I th- silver. I, yeah, no. <laughs> However, about the purple, Chuck and Roxy, if memory serves in junior high, the word nurple rhymes with purple. Oh. If that was just an Ohio thing, I suggest the Urban Dictionary. It was not just an Ohio thing. Uh, it wait, was wait, definitely wait. a Connecticut This person thing just too. signed it number 164. Ooh. So everyone else is going to have to do the math, I guess. Who is that? I mean, I know who it is, but I'm not going to. That's all it said. 164. Okay, yeah, but that was also a Connecticut thing. So and purple I, nurple. I remember junior high and even high school, that was a thing and it was not pleasant. Absolutely. All right, what's next? Hola, Chuck and Doxy. <laughs> ha ha ha. Loved the last episode with Noah Petro, especially the part when he said that he started listening to TK as a way to know the D.C. area better before moving here. I guess great minds think alike. Now, Chuck, hear me out. You mentioned your counselor and how you would like to stick it to him by winning a Tony. I've got an idea. Loyal Little's the musical. You're already in the biz. <laughs> Come on, man. What the hell are we doing out here? One last thing. To get ready for the 2023 Summer of Littles, I've decided to listen to all your episodes, starting from the very first one. I started listening around episode 170, so it's going to be a lot of Chuck and Roxy for a while. Take care and hope everything is going great. Adios, Caesar Amador, episode 187. P.S. Roxy, I have three new pairs of running shoes, and my wife can't say anything to me because she's the one who encouraged me to start running. Get them shoes! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I might. I mean, a lot of Chuck and Roxy. That sounds good. Yeah, I mean, right? To me. I don't know. Sounds like a great time. Uh, all right. Now, going back to the musical. Okay. Okay. You're going to laugh, Littles. I've already had that idea. You have. It was either that or the podcast. I think we chose wisely. <laughs> no, no, seriously. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to air this out. I might have mentioned this on another episode, but I know I didn't go into detail. Uh, I'm going to put it out there and I, someone can run with it. Okay. If someone wants to produce it, come up with it. No, no. I, for the longest time, when I would hear all these independent artists yep. that Tony would play before, way before our podcast, yep. I would keep a running list in my phone in one of those notes apps, mm-hmm. and I would write down the day it aired, the name of the song, and the artist, yep. okay? And if I thought it was interesting enough, long story short, Littles, I had this idea to get 
maybe 15 of those songs and then write a story around those 15 songs. Yeah. Now, obviously, it'd be very confusing once we started putting it all together for, you know, who gets a share of the rights and because it's, you know, all these multiple artists that right. are contributing. Normally, when, the, when a musical is written, it's one or two people or a couple people that contribute together. to write the music yep, and the right. lyrics and the, you know, everything. Sure. This would be tricky that way. Now, but we could have, have one person write the book, you know, scenes for the show yeah. and then piece it together around the littles or mm -hmm. the independent artists' music. Right. I don't know. I just, yeah. I think, was this the same idea you had about the having different storylines, having rehearsed different storylines? So no, the, no, no. That was the audience picks... <laughs> No, that was a choose your own adventure. Yeah, I thought that was no, similar. No, no, no. This the one idea I did have for this was that one of the scenes could take place in like a bar or something, and uh -huh. there was a jukebox. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, well th then every day or every show, there's eight shows a week, usually on Broadway, mm -hmm. whatever, and every show that song on the jukebox could be something different, and that could be a newer, updated song from a loyal little or oh, an independent artist, whoever yes, sent yes, them yes. in, mm -hmm. so that you could continually add songs to the show. Right. Because you know you'd have the same fifteen that. That are part of the show but then this way you could actually like well, like we do and like uncle tony does he adds new songs you right. know and i just thought it doesn't even have to, it could just be background music sure but you could add it to every show and do yeah. a different song like he does for every podcast yeah these are the ideas i get yep anyway then it was a podcast and i went with that so right. anyway there's the idea it's a lot of work so <laughs> i would i would not encourage it but anyway, are you ready to get out of here? Yep. But we can't yet because you know what's coming, right? Oh, right. Choxy, just curious. Where are we with the World Baseball Classic? What? Where? Wait, what? <laughs> Random, party of one. <laughs> I can't say I watch it, but I kind of like the idea of it. I guess I get grumpy that it affects the baseball schedule. But with baseball in and out of the Olympics, I guess this is a good way to showcase the world's talent. The cynical side of me thinks it's just a way to gather up Cuba defectors. On another note, our credit card was hacked. No. The hacker bought $6,000 in plane tickets <gasps> on some Swiss airline and then like 25 transactions of like $14.99 each from Apple. I can't help but wonder if the hacker was like a big Taylor Swift fan or something and just binge purchased all of her albums. Do you think it was hacked because I told you my PIN number way back in September in one of these crazy box emails that you read on the podcast? <laughs> I think it makes you liable. Then again, maybe you are the Taylor Swift fan we are looking for. I assure you, number 178, that is not me. Maybe Roxy, I'm not sure. Not quite to that extreme. In combining the old pods, I feel like I missed the transition from five great minutes to five mediocre minutes. Mm. Was the name change left on the cutting room floor? Is there like an outtakes version of the pod? I mean, there must be a ton of mispronunciations, but there could be an entire topics cut from the final version. Maybe an edition of Clean Up on Isle Chuck where it's just outtakes. It's not a rip on Chuck, but just the name is catchy. <laughs> Basically, I just want the director's cut of the pod because God knows I don't ask for very much. <laughs> I think that's everything. Well, maybe. Episode 178, always better than a hockey segment or golf. Ooh. Okay, we joked about that. If we ever did a Patreon page and stuff. Right. We said, you know, like for the supporters, if they supported the podcast, we could air those on because let me tell you we've i know i've said this before like there's some interviews now i don't have them all still but i kept a bunch yeah of people where i was just like oh if we aired the entire thing that would be great but some of these interviews went on for hours they did you know yeah. sometimes mm -hmm. so i don't know maybe we could uh hook something like that up we also did have a bloopers file right I call it and uh, trust me roxy here 
I have a lot of those too. I mean, and a lot of Chuck these were is from... just very gracious in his <laughs> editing for me. Well, I'm gracious to all of us in our <laughs> editing, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I maybe maybe if we get to know you a little better, one seven eight, okay. we'll release the. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, if you want to be a supporter, Support please us. do go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Scroll to the bottom. Go to Anchor. Go I don't to even know her. Anchor. Go to anchor.fm and all the stuff is right there. It'll take you right there. You can support the podcast for as little as 99 cents a month. If you don't like the reoccurring thing, go to Venmo Venmo, and search LLPod. Use the code LLPod and you can send us a one-time donation over there. We really appreciate those. And as always, don't forget, if you need a grip for your stick, go to stickgrip.com. If you need fog-free eyewear, go to fogfreeeyewear.com. Now we need to get What's the book? If that book is true, maybe we can see if that book is there. The Girl with the Green Ribbon. I didn't search that. I've been done doing that on whenever I hear a book. I'm like, oh, I wonder if Aaron'sBooks.com has uh-huh. that uh-huh. and to see if they have it. But if you, if you do, just shop over there. Use the code. LLPOD. And make sure you put that in the comment section at the end and you'll get your 15% off. Yes. You'd be a dope if you don't. I know. All right, Roxy, let's get out of here. Thank you, Ashton Wingate, once again for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate it. Roxy's going to go buy more shoes now. I know she is. I've got some in my wish list. I'm sure you do. All Mm -hmm. right. But remember, Roxy, if you do this online. Use the code. Use the code, people. Duh, I always do. LLPOD. Bye. Oh, I don't want to put my hand on it. That's what she said. That's my joke, damn it. The scavengers are circling my heart It's been 50 days now that we've been apart Got those wheels up to wheel down blues There's no one else standing in my shoes But the world is 
Produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah. Under? Wow.